Welcome to the Brain Tumor Podcast with Dr. David Walker. The aim of this podcast is to educate and inform. The information in this podcast is general in nature and is not a substitute for medical advice from your own doctors. Hi, thanks for listening to the podcast and for your ongoing support. Today I want to do a short podcast on basically an introduction to radiotherapy. Radiotherapy is a really important part of treatment for many types of brain tumors, both benign and malignant. So I thought I'd just give a slight, uh, just a brief background into the history and and what radiotherapy is, and then talk about some general uh, principles of of treatment and about what sort of tumors radiotherapy can be used for. I'll talk in future episodes about, uh, in more detail, about radiation for certain types of common tumors, such as gliomas and metastatic tumors, and also some other specific types of tumors. The radiotherapy has been around for a long time, more than 120 years. Radiation can come in the form of photons, that is like um, electromagnetic radiation, and visible light is a form of electromagnetic radiation, whereas an X-rays have a very small wavelength compared to visible light. Um, or, and radiation can also be particle radiation. So protons or subatomic particles, or protons or electrons, can also be uh, classified as radiation. Radiation, uh, well, X-rays, I should say, were discovered in 1895 by a German physicist called Röntgen, and it was just within a few years that the applicability of x-rays to treat cancer was identified and it was written up that a first case of cure of a cancer uh, was done by x-rays in 1899. The first machines though producing x-rays were very low energy and possibly therefore useful for superficial uh, tumors but because they didn't penetrate deep into the body their application to deep-seated tumors including brain tumors was limited until such time where higher energy machines over the first part of the 20th century were developed the prototype of that and still in use now is the linear accelerator was shortened to a Linac machine. And a Linac machine works by accelerating electrons through a tube to a very high speed. And those electrons, which are the negative subatomic particles uh, that circulate the nuclear, circulate around the nucleus of an atom, those electrons strike onto a metal sheet or foil and then from there x-rays are emitted. And those x-rays are then directed using guides or basically collimators to the the target area and then that Linac machine can be spun around a central axis so that a high dose can be concentrated in the center of that um, machine. X-ray therapy or radiation therapy including gamma-ray therapy which is a a very closely related type of treatment is a so-called ionizing radiation. So basically what these forms of radiation do is that they hit molecules and they have provide sufficient energy to remove an electron from the nucleus of a um, molecule within a, in, within a cell. And that electron becomes reactive and interacts with surrounding atoms. Most often, because water is the most common molecule within a cell and therefore within the body, it's water molecules that are, are often well, the most effective target of radiation therapy. Those electrons being knocked off water molecules then uh, interact with molecules including DNA, 
which is an important target of radiation therapy and cause DNA damage. And that causes a death uh, or permanent injury or death of a, a cell. Radiation or, or the effects of radiation, that is, is uh, electrons and it's uh, produced by the, the x-rays, also interact with other molecules and, and contribute to the cell damage. Because uh, the target of radiation therapy is DNA primarily, however, it's the cells that are actively dividing and duplicating their DNA are most at risk. And that's why x-rays or radiation therapy is used for cancer treatment. Because cancer cells, as I alluded to in an earlier podcast, divide uncontrollably, much more so than normal cells. In addition to that, normal cells maintain their ability to repair DNA, DNA damage. So cancer cells don't generally uh, or have defective DNA repair mechanisms. But normal cells can be affected by radiation. And of course, in a, in a high doses, radiation can be lethal to a normal person. If the dose is limited and dose is controlled and the target is controlled, x-ray therapy can be very effective in treating cancer cells and limiting damage to normal cells. Radiation therapy, that is x-ray radiation therapy, is useful for many forms of malignant brain tumors, including primary malignant tumors, such as gliomas, but also significantly for metastatic malignant tumours of the brain. There's different forms of radiation treatment, and I'll talk about that in separate episodes relating to radiotherapy for gliomas and also radiation therapy for metastatic tumours. But radiation therapy is also very useful for some benign tumours, including meningiomas and pituitary tumours. And there are different forms of radiation therapy that might apply to one of those. The process of radiation therapy is, is not simple, but it is well, well, well worked out these days. Basically, there is a planning process where a patient to undergo radiation therapy goes in and gets assessed by a radiation therapist in their team and a plan of treatment is decided upon. Then the treatment is undertaken. Usually, almost always, not always, but almost always, radiation is given in fractionated doses. Fractionation means that the cells, uh, the total overall dose is divided up into small doses given often every day over a period of weeks. And the reason for that is that it limits the damage to normal cells. Normal cells are able to recover better than cancer cells. But it also allows for the fact that dividing cells in cancer uh, in tumours are not always in sync and that a susceptible cell one day may not be susceptible the next so that the radiation given on successive days is aiming to pick up all the cells that go through cell division over a period of time and therefore pick up more cells that are in the cancer tumour, or in the tumour I should say, than um, if it was just given on one day, when all those cancer cells may not be susceptible to um, the radiation therapy. It also um, allows for acute normal cells to recover from a high dose. So dividing the dose into fractions reduces the effect of high acute uh, acute effects of high dose of radiation therapy. As I said before, radiation treatment is useful for many forms of brain tumor as well as, well as tumors of the spine, but it does have side effects. And as you can probably work out, that because it's indiscriminate in that it does affect all dividing cells 
then it will affect normal dividing cells such as hair follicles. So, you know, as it pertains to brain tumours, a person will often lose their hair. It's certainly where the, the x-ray beams go through. That's not always a permanent situation and frequently the hair will recover after the radiation is finished. But radiation can also um, cause other side effects. Quite frequently a person feels very fatigued uh, when they're going through radiation. Radiation in other parts of the body, not necessarily uh, as it, uh, in the brain, can cause nausea and vomiting because it affects the cells lining the gut. This is not usually a, a consideration or, or common problem that we have to think about, but radiation itself can cause tumours to grow. Now that's actually a very rare situation in relation to brain tumours, but sometimes it, it can, it's certainly been known to occur years down the track after treating a benign brain tumour. So this, as I said, is a very basic introduction to the field of radiation therapy, particularly as it applies to brain tumours. And I'll talk in more detail in, in subsequent episodes on the radiation treatment of certain types of tumours. So thanks for listening today. A brief episode, but I hope you, uh, that was useful. Thanks for listening to the Brain Tumour Podcast with Dr. David Walker. Stay tuned for more episodes and don't forget to subscribe on your favourite podcast platform. The information in this podcast is general in nature and is not a substitute for the medical advice you get from your own doctors. Dr. David Walker is not able to provide specific information or advice related to your condition or any individual's condition in this podcast. But if you do have suggestions or feedback, send David an email to professordavidwalker at brisbrain.com.au.